0: Go ahead.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is Brian, joined by John, as always. John, how are you doing?
0: Oh man, it's just it, another beautiful day in the neighborhood, Brian.
1: Yeah, it's just another beautiful day to be a Panthers fan. Gotta love it all. So, I hate everything. <laughs> I feel like uh, there was a little bit of optimism, like breathed into my soul last week, and then it was just all sent crashing down.
0: Like, referring week. to like after the win over the Saints, right?
1: After, after the win, yeah, after the win of the Saints, I actually felt decent about the team because the Saints' defense is really good. It just is. So, and we, as we discussed on our show last week, uh, the Cardinals' defense was not very good. So we thought. Oh, the Panthers' offense should do fine this game. Well, they didn't.
0: <laughs> nope. Uh, Not even a little bit.
1: Uh, so final score was 26-16 to 16 Panthers and... Um, Cardinals. Cardinals, sorry. I I don't care. I hate everything. Um, Everyone knows. I mean,
0: everybody knows already, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but... So the Panthers started the game off. Or I should say the the Cardinals started the game off. Defense came through as usual, three and out. Panthers offense weirdly got aggressive um, four plays for nine yards on third and one they had it on their own 39. They decided to try a a quarterback sneak with Baker Mayfield, which I got to say that might be one of the most pathetic quarterback sneaks I've ever seen by a Panthers quarterback. <laughs> it was just terrible. Um, so then it's fourth and one and they line up and, you know, they have Christian McCaffrey, they have DJ Moore, they have Robbie Anderson, They have a tight end like Tommy Tremble. They have Giovanni Ritchie. All these guys you could probably run with the ball in their hands. Or an outside run with McCaffrey, you know. Now what they did was they they ran it up the middle with McCaffrey. So, of course, he got shut down because that's what everybody expected. Um, Luckily, the Panthers' defense came through once again, forced the turnover on downs because the Cardinals then got aggressive. Then the Panthers traded punts with the Cardinals, there was a nice eight-play, 35-yard drive, though. Um, Panthers looked like they were finally getting in gear, and then Tommy Tremble dropped, well, I shouldn't say. So they looked like they were finally getting in gear. Then on first and 10 on the 45, ran the ball with with uh, Dante Foreman. Then McCaffrey ran up the middle, lost two yards. Then Baker threw a really nice pass to Tommy Tremble, who was pretty open, and Tremble just dropped it. And that's where it really started to get shitty for the offense. But Frankie Luvu, star of the show, turned around on the following drive, picked a pass off for a touchdown. So that's two straight weeks that he's been responsible for a score by the defense. Um, the, Pan- the Cardinals came back following drive, turned it over on downs. Then, once again, the Panthers started to look like they were getting into gear until – they tried a reverse with, uh, with uh, Johnny or no
0: Rashad Higgins.
1: Yeah. Rashad Higgins. For some reason I'm just going to try to call him Johnny Lee Higgins, but that's a Raiders wide receiver from God knows how long ago. Um, <laughs> So they did a reverse to Higgins where he was supposed to hand it off to DJ Moore. And if you watch the play back, it looked like Moore probably would have gone for a touchdown. If not pretty damn close on the double reverse play, but instead something happened with Higgins. He, didn't take the handoff real well, and he fumbled the ball. That gifted the Cardinals a field goal. So it was 7-3. to Then the Panthers, once again, tried to get a nice drive going. And that was when, unfortunately, Baker Mayfield had a bad pass, a really bad pass to Baker Mayfield, or to uh, DJ Moore, that turned into an interception. Luckily, once again, the defense bailed him out. Panthers get a field goal. It's 10-3 halftime. So we're waiting for the offense to come out and do something. Of course they don't. Cardinals score after a negative drive by the Panthers to start off the second half. And Panthers, after that scoring drive, come back out. Four plays, 11 yards, punt, of course. Cardinals get a field goal. Now they have the lead in the the second half. And that's when it all kind of just spiraled down. After that field goal, Baker threw another interception. Then the Cardinals scored again. Then the Panthers tried to again go for it on fourth down to try and get make something happen. And instead, they turned it over on downs. Cardinals score another touchdown. It's twenty six to ten. And as Baker Mayfield will point out to everyone, they still when the fans started booing and calling for Matt Rule's head, they still drove down the field and they scored themselves a touchdown to end that game.
0: Definitely so, had nothing to do. Yeah, it was all about resilience, and not about the Cardinals playing soft to kill clock.
1: Yep. So, final score: twenty six sixteen. Cardinals. Here we are. Offensive woes still a thing. Four weeks into the season.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the Panthers had two hundred and seven or two hundred twenty yards of offense, which is already bad, like terrible. Yeah. Especially now, and I, now like the the. The Cardinals coming in were like a bottom two defense, I think, bottom somewhere in like bottom two, bottom three defense in the NFL. They weren't good coming into the game. Yeah, maybe even yeah, somewhere in that area, Uh, and they're particularly bad against the pass. And the Panthers up until essentially garbage time, because I think that last drive started with like uh, seven minutes on the clock and the Panthers down by sixteen. Like it wasn't like over over, but like. the, the Cardinals are not playing the same kind of defense and uh, the Panthers are playing with a different level of urgency. But up until that point, the Panthers generated 146 yards of offense.
1: Yep. Which We're... is
0: like, like again, like cannot be overstated how bad that is against any defense. And then this is against the team that came into Carolina, like it's, or at home, and it is like cannot move the ball against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Like like to you're saying, like downs, like the drives were downs, downs, punt, fumble, interception, field goal in the first half. Like they're not moving the ball at all. And Baker Mayfield is terrible.
1: Yeah, and the fact that they keep having him throw the ball thirty six times is very frustrating. They only ran the ball thirteen times. Um now, which I know part f- of it
0: Yeah, I was gonna say to be fair, like the run wasn't working either. So no, the like, run was not, like... not
1: working, yeah but it would probably help if they were a little less predictable running the football. (laughs) Um, I just don't get it. They just seem to, they just seem to be really gung ho about running McCaffrey up the middle. It's just very odd. Um, It's a, I mean,
0: so I don't think the coaching staff is good. Like I don't like, that's not a hot take of anything, but like, I, I think part of the problem is that like every offense looks watered down and boring when it's executed poorly. Like, like if, if, like, I think like the Bill's offense is like, wow, like they're everything. So crazy. Like players are running open and look at these concepts and like, obviously it's better. And like, there's, there's, there's nuance to this, but I think part of the scheming looks so bad because it's just so ineffective because of how poor the quarterback plays in particular. And so I think, I think the two factors compound each other, right? Like, Yes. Uh the offense is not like is not setting up people in positions to like play above their like abilities or like putting mm-hmm. them in positions to succeed necessarily but right. at the same time uh the fact that no one is able to like execute the things they are being tasked with is making it look much worse like DJ Moore is running open and Baker Mayfield's throwing it behind him and getting the ball tipped up for interceptions like that's like can't design plays
1: around that. No, and the the whole the other problem here is Baker just I don't know what his deal is, but he he, he I know that there was there were comments about how he like he likes to smack the ball before he throws it, but the te- teams are keying in on the fact that they can bat the ball down. Like that's a that's both an issue on Baker and an issue on the coaching staff cuz they should be drawing up plays to make pat defenders tipping the ball down a little less likely to happen. Um, yeah. Because that's, because I mean, that's the bottom line is, you know, when you're, when he's having like three or four tip passes in a drive, those are drive killers. You know, you don't normally see that as many as he's seen. It's just, it's definitely an anomaly. Um,
0: yeah. But there's yeah, between, there's between... I think multiple factors to that one being like the blocking scheming and stuff like that to create windows for him. And also yeah. Baker Mayfield just, like the book is out and that uh he doesn't have and it, it, it's hard to explain this so and especially coming cuz it's going to come from a place of experience and I obviously do not play NFL football or have any like <laughs> real football experience but right. but the, the my kind of like personal analogy like I play lots of basketball I play lots of pickup basketball and um for and especially when we were in college I played with my brother all the time and my brother and I. My brother is taller than me, with longer arms than me, and had passes like just like basketball passes that he would try to like throw over the top of people, get deflected all the time, mm-hmm. way more than I would. And it has so it's like it's not just a physical thing of like oh he's short so the ball gets batted out. Like there's a there's a kind of like people have an innate sense of like like situational awareness and like physical and spatial awareness of like I see my target and but I also can like kind of have a a perception of where I need to like the path that this ball needs to take to get to that target and I just don't I don't think Baker has that which is like the problem is he he I think he's so like all his and he's always struggled a little bit with anticipation but I feel like he's just always in such a rush to get the ball out to the the target that he has that he does not kind of sense where his windows are and where his like the timing of things to get it around or over defenders it's just uh it's just like a he sees the receiver and he throws the ball in such a way that it gets from it would get to from him to receiver with no other like uh defender in the way and obviously that doesn't work
1: well part of it too like i think we're we're used to cam newton who's obviously a giant man throwing the football but he could also he could curve the ball he could Throw it at but different. Baker the ball got knocked down
0: a lot too, though.
1: Like, yeah, but that's I remember we happen. talked about
0: all the time. But I remember we talked about all the time. Like for a quarterback as tall as he is, he get the ball knocked down all the time because kind of the same thing where he would laser everything. Yeah. And so you get knocked down a line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Baker has just frustrated me at this point because like I understood the arguments back in like week two, even week three. It's like, oh well, he didn't get enough reps in the preseason. Blah blah blah. This is week four now, man. Like that. This uh, this team needs to be more prepared. They need to be executing properly. It's kind of just a failure on all levels on the offense, and it's very frustrating because they have a very good defense that is just going to be wasted again.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, like, the story of, like, Panthers history.
1: Yeah, but even, like, uh, this just feels worse. Like, I mean, Darnold last year, at least his excuse was he's getting beat up constantly. Like, Baker's – I don't think he's seen pressure, like – any more than the norm maybe in the NFL, you know, like, I don't No, I, don't... I mean, the Panthers
0: are grading like really well. in the in the ESPN, like pass blocking, pass rushing, win rate
1: stuff. Yeah. Pass block, Depending. win rate. And, and uh PFF has been giving most of their offensive linemen really good grades. Like, you know, I don't yeah, always Pan... care. I said this last week, I don't always give a shit about one or the other, but when both of them are saying the same thing, you should pay attention to it.
0: Yeah. So I don't, the offensive line, excuse doesn't hold any water and then like we talked about Darnold last year like uh poor offensive line play does hamper a quarterback but like good quarterbacks are still good quarterbacks behind bad offensive lines right and baker's a bad quarterback behind a mediocre to good offensive line so i, yeah. I, I feel like i mean it's it's still four weeks and like it's not i mean i don't know there's not like the players can do anything about it but um I think we're at the uh, we're at a time in the season where it's about time to start talking about the next washed up quarterback that we're going to try. I think we might have said this last week, but I feel like we're we're fully there. So like, I don't know, Mitch Trubisky's looking for work again. About how what do you feel about that?
1: I mean, at this point, I'm very much just like <laughs> throw Darnold out there and see what the fuck happens. If Baker can't get his shit together by the time Darnold's healthy, like
0: yeah, yeah. I hate that Matt Corral got hurt cuz this season is quickly spiraling into like well we got to try Matt Corral cuz what else are we going to do. This clearly isn't working.
1: Yeah, and it's just very sad because Baker just seems like a really a really good a really good dude, like a good leader. Mm-hmm. Um obviously he like I like when quarterbacks are pissed off when the media is asking them stupid questions. And that's that's what he's that's what he did. Like he was getting roasted on Twitter because someone asked him uh, at the press conference, "Oh, well, have you been doing any drills to uh, to work on getting the, the balls being tipped?" And He was basically like, "Yeah, well, if you find it, if you hear about a drill like that, let me know." Like, yeah. I I like quarterbacks to do that kind of stuff. I don't like the quarterbacks who go out there and say, "Oh, well, you know, we just got to play better," and like, you know, we'll get them next week. On to next week, we're focused on next week. Like Baker being mad about the fact that they're that they suck is. I like that, but I don't see – I'm not seeing anything to make me think that they're going to get on track anytime soon. Like, Mm. all over Sunday, there were several different instances I can remember where they would have a few good plays in a row where I'd be like, okay, they look like they're getting on track. And then whether it was Tommy Tremble dropping a pass or the stupid fumble by Higgins or the really terrible throw by Baker, like, it just kept happening. It just knocked them out of conjunction. I just don't – at this point, I don't know when they're going to have that, like, come-to-God moment where all of a sudden they'll put together – a cohesive coherent drive when it matters because they put together one good drive against the Browns and it almost won them the game, but really every good drive we've seen from them scoring drive has always been in like that fourth quarter, you have to score now situation. where like, they had so many opportunities. They were up by seven points in the first half. They had plenty of opportunities to score more points in the first half. They had plenty of opportunities to score in the third quarter. The bottom line is they just need to be more efficient on offense. Like they, they're on track to run the least amount of plays over the course of the season in like twenty years. Yeah, and offense. that's
0: yeah, and that's entirely because they just can't stay on the field.
1: Yeah, and instead of it being about sacks and shit, like last year with Darnold, it's their fucking quarterback. Like, they,
0: yeah, they're just yeah,
1: it's their quarterback. It's their receivers. Like you know it. I feel bad because I I know DJ Moore is a good player, but I know he's not completely entirely not at fault either. Like there's just, it's just very weird. They have a very, it's a very clear lack of uh, preparation, I think, or concentration. And I know everyone's coming after the coaching staff, but like we said before, at some point you can't really coach someone to catch the ball. They just got to catch the fucking football.
0: What I think it is, and this is just a thing that happens in sports and it happens less often and i mean it happens in professional sports too but it happens it, it it's like when stuff's going poorly and it basically when morale is bad uh players tend to play worse because like everybody everybody's frustrated and everybody feels like their moment is the time that they get to fix it so everybody's trying to do a little too much and everybody's a little too uh tightly wound when the ball comes their way because they're like like dj moore's over here and it's just like oh god this is the first target in the last four attempts that I actually have a chance to catch i gotta catch this one because like if this is i don't know if this is gonna happen again you know and so i think from like to the the coaching preparation point to the quarterback play being so bad to all that other stuff that like the and then like the lack of success the last couple years that it just no one has a rhythm and no one has any confidence to to play their best and to play freely and so i feel like that is why we're seeing this like this this compounding of mistakes and people making and just this this kind of everybody taking turns making different mistakes because everything is so disjointed and and not working that every individual when they get their chance to try to fix it is just not in a good headspace to make the plays they need to make. Yeah. Also, I'm looking at our drives in terms and like we scored one offensive touchdown against the Saints, and it was a sixty. What was it? The the it was the Chenault the sixty-seven yard pass to Chenault. Yep. And then we scored one offensive touchdown against the Giants, and it was a um. There was like it was what a long what do we got the what happened. It was three it was a three play drive. Like we did not um march down the field. And then we had the one touchdown, one offensive touchdown against the Cardinals and it was at the end of the game and basically garbage time. Like the the Panthers have not put together a touchdown drive, like a legitimate like more than three play touchdown drive in a meaningful moment of the game since uh since week 1.
1: Yeah, that one drive you're talking about, DJ with uh, the DJ Moore touchdown against the Giants, one play, one throw for 29, 29 yards to Moore. Uh, mm-hmm. Baker ran for seventeen yards, and there was an illegal contact penalty, and then Baker to, to Moore for sixteen yards.
0: Yeah, so like that was the three, three good play, uh, plays in a row. Yeah, so the and then I mean even in the Brown, like in the Browns game, there was I mean we had the one 75 yard play, the seventy five yard pass, Robbie Anderson that kept the game alive, but we had an eleven play, seventy five yard drive. That spanned the third and fourth quarter uh, against the Browns. That is the only like multi-play. Well, there's oh, either way, there's two. There was two drives in that game. We've had two drives that were more than three plays this season that resulted in touchdowns, other than before the garbage time touchdown against Cardinals in four games. That's less than one per game. Yep. Like the the offense is broken, badly broken.
1: Yeah, I don't and I don't really know what you can do to fix it aside from just get a new quarterback in there because there's just I don't know. I hate to I, mean, I hate to be like that because I really want to give Baker a chance, but watching that game on Sunday just really infuriated me.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing with Baker is there are so many things wrong that it's not like it's not like there's one thing that's holding him back that we can be like, oh, he just gotta like take care of the ball better, or you know, we gotta fix the batted passes thing. It's like his accuracy is bad, his decision making's bad, he's holding the ball too long, his footwork is bad. Like it's just it's just a, a failing across the board, and I don't, I don't think there's anything you could point to in the way he's playing right now and say it's even like at a satisfactory level. No, like it's not like if we were to grade him on a, like, five or six point scale or whatever, you could say, like, he's doing two things well enough, even if, like, are satisfactory and four things poorly, I think he's, like, Fs across the board. Like, no Cs mm-hmm. and Ds or anything. Um, But, to what we've been saying, the other, the alternative is Sam Darnold, so I don't know. I'm not, like, beating down the door for that change to be made. I mean, he can't come, He's he's not ready anyway, but
1: no, I mean at this point it's either it's either him or PJ Walker. And I like PJ, but I don't I don't think he's gonna do any better. Yeah. I and mean, then PJ's prone to really stupid decisions too. He's PJ is fun,
0: he, but he's not good.
1: He try well, he tries to throw at least two interceptions a game. Yeah. <laughs> I think he like that's it just is what it is. But I'm very right. like you guys know me on this show. I've always been very patient. I know like I try to be patient, I try to be unbiased, like When fans are calling for the heads of people like Matt Rule and Phil Snow and, you know, like Derek Brown and Colin Jones and Brenton Burson, um, you know, I try to be very fair and patient with them. Give them a chance to really, like, try to show their merits, try to be optimistic. I just can't do that anymore with Baker. I can't. Like, I just – I haven't seen anything – I haven't seen enough promising things from him. Like, because – for all those good drives that you mentioned, all all two of them or three of them, (laughs) Sam Darnold had those two behind a much worse offensive line. Like Sam, Sam still had good drives as a quarterback. He just had way too many of those. What the fuck are you doing? Sam plays like, so I don't know. I mean, I hope I, I hope rather than trade away assets to try and get a veteran quarterback. I just think you mail it in this season and be done with it. Obviously Matt rules trying to save his job. So, I don't know. They might they might try to go trade for somebody, but I'd very much prefer them just to let Sam Darnold in there and play. Maybe it'd do Baker some good to sit out for a few games just to, you know, not be constantly under the microscope of all these angry Panthers fans and the media yeah. and stuff for a few weeks. But I don't know. On the plus side, the defense is really good.
0: I did have a couple things before we oh, go ahead. Sorry. Good thing. Go ahead. Yep. Yep. Two things. One, uh, The people that are like calling for Matt Rule to be fired like yesterday, I makes no sense to me. Like, I totally understand if you're like, "Yep, this Matt Rule thing is not working, and it's time to to go in a different direction." But firing him now does nothing. Like, what are we gonna do? It's the middle of the season.
1: You're quitting on the season, is what you're doing. Like,
0: which is fine. Like, we're gonna the season's gonna be a failure anyway, in all likelihood. I mean, obviously, there's a chance you can turn around, and but. Not a highway. But look, let's but, be but, let's
1: get in the real world for a second. Just just to stop on that point, how many times does a team fire their head coach and they make the playoffs after that? It ha- it's so fucking rare,
0: right? So, but, I, well, my my assumption is that the people that want Matt Rule fired are also writing this season off as a loss and expecting to bring in a new staff and all that, like overhaul the team next year, which is fine. But like, why does why fire him now? Like, what are you winning? You're just like satiating some like. Desire for the guy to be like wronged, or so you can like rub it in his face or laugh at him because you dislike him for whatever. Like, I get it. I get that it's frustrating how bad the team is performing, but like firing coach mid season doesn't do anything. The on only that, the only thing I can see is that like someone like Sean Payton is out there and he's not on a team right now. But like Sean Payton's not going to take a job in the middle of the season.
1: Not only that, but it's he, a guy like Sean Payton. You you're going to have to trade assets for him, which you're not doing till next year anyway. Right. Um. But yeah, the only message that firing a head coach like that does is it basically tells the locker room, hey, we're done with this season. Yeah. And you just can't do that. Like I know I know, us fans are kind of to the point of like lamenting even watching the games, but these players are paid good money to go out there and play football and try to put on an entertaining game for us. So they can't afford to be like, you know what, the season's over because then that's how they lose their jobs. So regardless of whether you think that, Matt Rule should be fired and these players shouldn't be sticking up for him. And blah, blah, blah. They can't afford to do that. And granted, I know right. it's obviously it's like, oh, well, these guys are making millions of dollars. Who the fuck cares? But it's just it's just the reality as as a professional. Like you can't afford to quit on your job. You just can't.
0: Right. It's it's, it's it makes no sense to me. I don't I don't know what we're trying to accomplish with that other than just like, I don't know, it, it just this instant gratification of like, ha, he got fired. It's like, OK, now what? Um, the other thing before we talk about the defense, cause I want to kind of keep, it's kind of more to do with the offense um, while we're talking about my pet peeves with sports fandom, uh, people that boo the home team when they're playing poorly suck. <laughs> like, uh. like, and, and if they, if there's, if there's something that they're doing wrong and you boo, that's fine. But like, the off, like baker mayfield knows he's playing terribly the offense knows they're playing terribly do you know what doesn't help them play better having 70,000 people yell at them that they're playing terribly like all that does is makes people mad all that does is makes people frustrated that does not help anything it is just it it creates this tension now we got like baker mayfield like making sn- like snippy comments about the fans in his media in the press conference and everybody just dislikes each other and like it's it's dumb it again to the same point as the the firing the coach in the middle of the season. Like it's just it's just pointless and all it does is create unnecessary strife in a situation that is already poor. Like yeah. I'm not saying like go out there like no one I'm not saying pretend like everything's fine. But like boo like just just let them walk off the field silently and when they turn when they when Maker Mayfield gets his fourth pass in a row batted down and the punt team goes out there just let it go. Like, yeah. Booing, booing Baker Mayfield is not going to make him throw his next pass better. But he's not going to like go home and be like, "I thought I was playing really well, but then the crowd started booing, and I reflected, and maybe, it, maybe it wasn't going as well as I thought." Like he already knows. Everyone knows. When you boo I the home, the part of the home field advantage is the support of your fans. You don't booing them is not. They don't owe you playing well. Yeah, like if they watch the game, they're trying like they're trying to play well. Like and that's when, all that you can ask them to do
1: when Matt rule decides to punt the ball on fourth and four on the on the opponent's 40. Go ahead and boo, boo then. That's boo, a stupid yes. decision. Yeah. Right. But when Baker's getting getting blasted by the defensive line or his receivers are dropping passes, booing them does not help. Yeah, I right. Agree. that's what I'm
0: saying. Yeah. yeah. Like boo bad decisions, boo people doing things that are dumb, like booing poor play makes me mad. Like it, it's it's not helping anything. Agreed. So now we can talk about the defense because they're good.
1: <laughs> yeah. At least the defense is good. Um, I'll start it off with the bad news. Uh, Jeremy Chin's on IR. Yeah. That's so that sucks. Good. Um, they do have just, they do have just on though. That's my guy. So he'll be playing as safety, but yeah, I mean, the defense is good. I really liked, uh, I mean, JC Horn's a monster, obviously um Frankie Luvu again a monster tooting our own horn there yep um I really like all around what the linebackers have been doing like the linebackers were expected to be the weakness of the team but even like Corey Littleton Shaq mm-hmm. Thompson um oh who, is it Damian Williams or Wilson Damian Wilson. Wilson yeah he even like all four of those guys have been playing fine on a position that was supposed to be a major weakness on this roster right props to Miles Hartsfield as well man he uh He really stepped up on Sunday. He had that one play against one of the the Cardinals tight ends. I want to say it might have been Ertz, but caught it right before the first down. Like it was like a third and short situation right before the first down tight end versus a tiny guy like him. Now granted he's built like Steve Smith, but Miles Hartsfield fucking stoned him, got him stopped him short of the first down major props. I really like that guy.
0: Yeah. He's, he's, he's coming to his own over his time here. Um, like, not, like, otherworldly in terms of, like, talent or athleticism or anything, but, like, he's just, like, a grinder, I feel like. Athletically,
1: just... he scored pretty well, if I'm not mistaken. Um... Well, I mean,
0: in terms of, he's not, like, a wow player. I'm sure he's an athletic player, because that kind of, that's kind of the MO. But, I mean, in terms of, like, he's not a wow guy on the field that, like, blows, like, blows you away, with, like, uh, aside from just, like, he just kind of, like, makes plays that are, like, gritty. And um, like you said, like laying hits on people and just kind of popping up in places when teams need him to, when the team needs him to, and um, just kind of like being a jack of all trades type of like he's almost like a utility, like a backup like utility infielder in baseball.
1: So fun fact: his relative athletic score is. This is looking at last year's squad, but his relative athletic score is third behind Brian Burns, and J.C. Horn.
0: So he's very yeah, athletic.
1: Nine point three four. So yes, dude. he's very athletic. <laughs> so that kind of I
0: guess so I guess I should say he's athletic, but he doesn't like I feel like his position is not well defined. He's just like a really good athlete that just kind of like well, they, they play him wherever they him. need
1: him to. He's kinda right. like uh he's kinda like a poor man's uh who is it that the Eagles traded for from the Saints? Um the oh, God damn it. from the Saints. Yeah, the Saint he was the guy who was playing nickel corner for them and that then ended up being a safety. Oh, it's a Ch- Chansey that's Chansey Gardner Johnson. That's he's kind of like a oh. poor man's Chancey Gardner Johnson because they can put him in the nickel, they can put him in safety, and he does all of them well. Do I yeah. think he's going to be a Pro Bowl level player like him? No, but he's a really useful piece to have in a, in a secondary. Like
0: that's what, yeah. He's like, like I said, he's like a utility infielder in baseball. Like he can do a little bit of everything. And just kind of like he's a guy, a guy that everybody wants to have, like filling out depth. Like he's not somebody that's going to be like starter level, like pin, like write that, write him in as a starter and pin in any one position. But he can like fill in and rotate in everywhere.
1: I'd say he's the he's pretty much their starting nickel corner at this point. But yeah, I I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, just major props Jackson, to
0: C.J. Henderson and uh, yeah, Casey Horn.
1: Well, but Henderson doesn't play every snap. Jackson really doesn't either. Um, but r- regardless, that's yeah, I think we're debating something that's dumb anyway. But um <laughs> yeah, so yeah. um I just gotta give props to the coaching staff, even though we've been ripping on them. Um Miles Hartsfield, Frankie Louvu, uh very both very, very good pickups by them, like low risk low risk guys that they found, you know, for very, very cheap over the last couple of years, uh, very good players. So I gotta give them props. I mean, at least they know at least they can find some fucking gems for the way they the way they do want to play defense. It's just a shame that the offense is such shit. Um, yeah
0: defensively, yeah, they are offensively, yeah. not as much.
1: yep, so, but yeah, big props to the defense. I mean, they did everything they could in that game. Unfortunately, they fell to the to the, uh, the the curse on Matt Rule, where if the other team scores seventeen points, you lose. So,
0: <laughs> I love that curse because it really just means like your offense can't score.
1: Yeah, and it's and consistent. you only
0: win when your defense holds your te- the other team to like no points.
1: Yeah, yeah. When your also, team holds,
0: I, I want to on the dumb argument. I just want to stand corrected. I didn't realize Hartsfield played ninety five percent of snaps on.
1: I told you, John. I don't know where you're, I don't know where this hate for Miles is coming from. There's no
0: hate for Miles Hartsfield. I just haven't like I didn't. I feel like I'm not, sitting uh, here
1: defending Colin Jones again.
0: <laughs> no, it just it was just a name that I didn't notice. I didn't realize he had played as much as he did. So that yeah, no, I just I noticed him
1: last year, and he had the best game of the season of his season by far against Tom Brady. And ever since then, I've had a little had my eye on him, and he's definitely uh, he's definitely caught my eye. I really hope that. Even if they clean house, they keep him around with Frankie Louvu because those are guys that do can do a lot for your defense. Luvu yeah, will the, obviously the similar... stick around. He's he's a he's basically a he's a he's a, a bargain at this point.
0: He's like turning into like a core piece too. Yeah. He's all in similar thing, right? Like the versatility, like Frankie Louvu playing like like rushing the passer and like playing middle linebacker and doing whatever.
1: And setting the edge, yeah. Yeah. Like, that guy is a monster in run blocking. It's just – it's amazing watching him, like, just square – he'll just, like, stone a fucking offensive tackle. And I'm just like, god damn, like, a linebacker doesn't yeah. usually do that. So, yeah. But defense is good. It's a shame that they have to play with this offense, but we'll see if they can get their shit together. But I'm not going to lie to you, John. Um, well, I'll, I'll I'll say, is there anything else you want to touch on about the defense before we move on?
0: No, No, I think it's <laughs> – I, I, there's a really easy transition point earlier, and we'll uh, that I couldn't use, but we'll use it now. Um, if you remember earlier, you're like you said something about hopefully the offense gets back on track, and I was
1: like, yeah. well, it probably won't be this week. Yeah, uh, no, not at all. At least it's in Carolina, so that helps a little. But even though the fans, I don't are know if that helps at all. Yeah, I guess the fans will just boo the shit out of them, won't they? But
0: I know we're playing the by like according like the football outsiders DVOA, the 49ers have the best defense in the NFL and to like compound that the one thing the panthers do kind of well on offense which is run the ball with christian mccaffrey that's the 49ers are the best in the league at
1: that and their fourth thing is the pass they're in the top 3 in pretty much every fucking defensive stat you can be yes and the sad part is, is it's not like they've played bad teams either like they played the rams one week um <laughs> Yeah, they played the Rams last week. They held the fucking Super Bowl champions to nine points. Um, they played the Broncos, which, granted, Russell Wilson just sucks this year. That's my that's my, uh, my one of my new fantasy teams. By the way, uh, it was the original aim for the team was Faker Mayfield, which maybe I should have kept, <laughs> but then uh, I lost two straight games, and my the, my quarterback was was Russell Wilson and so my team's name now is just Russell Wilson sucks because he's been terrible in fantasy. But yeah, He's been terrible in real life too, yeah. Yeah, he just kind of all-around sucks, but anyway. um, They held the Broncos to 11 points. Sadly, only their offense could score 10 points. Um, then week two, they played the Seahawks, who have been a juggernaut, by the way, on offense. Surprisingly, <laughs> it was led the guy by wrote Geno Wilson, Smith.
0: Cause cause
1: guy... <laughs> yeah, now they're letting Geno cook. So um, so
0: to, to summarize, the the Bears game I'm just gonna write off because it was week one and also they're playing in like a downpour and they had some turnovers. And, and the Bears
1: offense is about as sad as ours is.
0: <laughs> well that was also the offense that scored the most points of anybody against them this year. But <laughs> yeah, the, <you're> la- <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the <laughs> last the last three games the forty ers have given up twenty seven points. Total. God
1: damn. I like line our point. offensive line, but I am not <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that game. <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't. <laughs> I, I I don't.
0: I don't think there's. I don't know. There's. I don't know how to spin this at all, like positively. And and it's funny because the forty nine ers are only two and two because their offense has been not great, but their defense has been better than our. Like their defense, as good as our defense has been, the forty nine ers is better, and. The office, their offense, cannot be worse than ours. So,
1: it, yeah, it, I mean, it, it might have been it worse if uh, it might have been worse if Trey Lance was still their quarterback. But Jimmy G is at least passable. I think we can all agree on that.
0: And yeah, it, yeah. They took the swing with Trey Lance, hoping that he would like elevate them, and maybe he would have. Like, it's hard to really like judge him because of the weather that he played in in Week One. But it also with helps. Or, yeah, yeah.
1: It also helps that their quarterback, their offense is basically quarterback-proof because they run the ball so well with Kyle Shanahan's offense. And they yeah. have Debo Samuel, and they have Brandon Ayuk, and they have George Kittle. So, yeah. We might be kind of fucked, John.
0: I, Jewett's I, it, crazy. This makes no sense to me. Um, ESPN's uh, Football Power Index, like Matchup Predictor, has the percentage at 51-49, basically, in favor of the 49ers. Wow. I don't know. I need to know where they're getting their numbers from cuz I I mean what 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 are the, what are the Panthers going to do? To, like the only way the Panthers have a chance is if they hit like a random big play or two and then the defense. Like the Panthers are one and one in their last two games and they've scored a touch a defensive touchdown. Like the Panthers got blown out after scoring a defensive touchdown. Like defensive touchdowns are supposed to like to drastically increase your chances of winning a game.
1: Oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> it's well now. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Niners' defense now, and uh, Samson Ibukam, I don't I don't I can't say I've ever heard of him, but D, but Javon Kinlaw and Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa are the other starters along the defensive line. Holy fucking shit! Like, and Fred Warner is apparently one of the best linebackers in the NFL too. So yeah,
0: yeah. Nick Bosa is leading the league in sacks. Yep. By the way, uh, just a little quick. Side note: Do you know who's second in the league in sacks? Joey Bosa. No. Brian. Burke? Uh, Alex. Hi- Alex Highsmith. Oh no! Do you know? Do you know? Do you know where Alex Highsmith went to school? Uh, no. UNC Charlotte. Go Niners. Anyway. Oh, good. Different kind of Niners. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the Niners that we like. You just
1: had. You just had to plug the UNC Charlotte, didn't you?
0: I did. I mean it's yeah. cool. We 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 have a good pass rusher. But um <sighs> nice. <laughs> but but yeah, the the I like the forty nineers to your point earlier, they're first in the league in points per game allowed, they're second in the league in yards per game allowed, they are second in the league in passing yards allowed per game, and they are second in total yards allowed per game. And like I said, to start this kind of segment, they are first in D V O A in terms of defense. So I'm not seeing any weaknesses to exploit there.
1: No, I mean this might just be a bloodbath. This might be the game where Brett Baker gets knocked out for a few games because this could be ugly.
0: I yeah. I even if they commit
1: to running the football, they may not be able to, and at that point, they're going to have to throw the football. So,
0: I mean, yeah. It. it, I don't. There's. There's. There's nothing. We're just. We're. There's nothing we can do,
1: man. Yeah, this might just be one of those games where you just hope to see a game that's watchable.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I so. I, I gave my mom what might be the worst birthday present of all time, and that's a ticket to this Panthers game.
1: Oh, my God. You're a horrible <laughs> son. What have you done?
0: I know. So um, she likes going to the games, and I will for sure be texted being like, this game sucks. Like, <laughs> Why did you do you? this to me, son?
1: <laughs> like, I only like even... gave birth to you, John. Right. And then I feel <laughs> like,
0: but the thing is, the Panthers winning, I feel like, the only way the Panthers win this game is if it is an, ext- like, even if they win, it's going to be boring. Like there's no way the Panthers win an entertaining game gaming. Panthers. no, fans. I mean,
1: I would be down for a, a 2013 remake where we get the, the like 12 to nine win. I'd yeah. be happy with that. Like even, even if the Panthers lose, I'd be happy with that. As long as it's not the Niners beating the fucking shit out of the Panthers. <laughs> That's the yeah. only thing I don't want to see.
0: No. I, so my, man, this is a terribly pessimistic show. Uh, my, vision for how this game goes is that it's like 7 to 3 at halftime or something or like That's 6 to 3 at course. halftime yep yeah and then the and then like uh we like turn the ball over or we give up a touchdown and I feel like basically I'm just going to I'm recapping the Cardinals game like we're going to hang it keep it close and it's going to be low scoring and then something it's just going to unravel in the second half like the we're gonna get behind, and once we get behind and we have to try to like be like more predictably go to Baker Mayfield in the passing game, the 49ers are just gonna tee off and everything's gonna fall apart.
1: I'll give my I'll I'll I'll, I'll pretend that this game might be competitive. Let me give you the scenario where it could be. JC Horn needs to be all over Debo Samuel. When I say all over him, I mean all over him. Following him everywhere. Whether he goes in the backfield, whether he's Motions across the field. Whether he goes to the slot, he needs to be in his fucking face, pressing him. That's where I could see the defense being being successful because the good news is that the is that the Niners are not as much of a running a power rushing offense as more of they're more of a zone rushing offense. And I think this Panthers defense is done done relatively well against the teams where they're not just running it down their throats. You know, like the like the Browns approach, where so they're just like, "Here is Nick Chubb, we're gonna run him right at your linebackers, see if you can tackle him." Right. Um, so I think that's where we can see some some success, and I mean, DJ. I don't see a reason why DJ Moore couldn't beat the cornerbacks the, the Niners have if the offensive line can hold up. So, um, yeah, that's about as optimistic. You're being I, very
0: convincing right now.
1: Well, I I mean McCaffrey, <laughs> McCaffrey can obviously change a game overnight we haven't seen that in a while but he can change a game very quickly so i mean i wouldn't be shocked if the panthers did made this more competitive than we expect but my expectation is much like the last time the panthers faced the 49ers be to be like god just end the game after half time (laughs) that's my expectation so
0: yeah um yeah yeah, S- so we'll super see. convincing argument that I think the Panthers are going to be. Compulsive. I'm doing my best,
1: John. I mean, that's you're lucky you're not getting me just being like, I'm not even going to fucking watch this game. Fuck the Panthers. Fuck Matt rule. You're getting you're getting <laughs> me trying. OK, yeah. Um. so anyway, would we like to get on to score predictions?
0: Y- yeah, I just I just forgot how badly things went the last time we played the 49ers. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was a real bad game, John. That was if, terrible.
0: In, in case anyone forgot, because I sure did, um, in 2019 with Kyle Allen uh, as starting <laughs> <laughs> as starting uh, quarterback, the Panthers lost to the 49ers 51-13. to
1: And the best part about that game was that everyone was hyping it up to be a, ma- a meeting of two playoff contenders.
0: Yeah, because the Panthers <laughs> were 4-2 at the time, <laughs> coming off their bye week. After the the Panthers had won four in a row, led by the whatever you would call the Kyle Allen experience. Mm -hmm. And we came out of the bye week and we're like, team's hot. And that uh, started a spiral that ended up with the Panthers winning one of their last. Team's uh, hot.
1: Christian McCaffrey's MVP candidate. Their defense is great. Oh, we were wrong about that, baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, boy, did the wheels fall off there.
1: That game was really tough to watch. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. That's yeah. That's I'm just praying that that doesn't happen again. That's all I'm worried about. Um, But anyway, to before we get into our actual score predictions, so just to go recap the records here, the random number generator actually picked wrong last week. So random number generator is two and two. (laughs) Yeah, it's fallen off. So I am currently 2 and 2, and John is currently 1 and 3. Because so I picked the Panthers every week, and that's the Panthers record, but we're changing that yeah. this week. <laughs> You're damn right we are. So, what what is all do you want to go first, or should I give mine first? I'll
0: give mine first. Uh, we're okay. going to go with uh, 49ers twenty. Uh, 20- 26 panthers seven
1: <laughs> okay i thought you were gonna say i thought you were gonna pick the panthers on that one okay um, No, what oh god no, no. <laughs> i thought when you said 49 i thought that was your first score and i was like jesus christ john
0: <laughs> no 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 26 um, to seven. it's bad i, I, yeah, I feel 26 like it's to gonna go seven poorly.
1: 49ers i'll go with uh 17 to three 49ers
0: no faith in the Panthers' offense at all. I, I mean, just I don't. don't... Know why we would, but
1: yeah, I like, mean, if if there's ever a game to get right, this is the one. But
0: <laughs> it just so it's strange to me too, because like again, I I, I don't want to like make this sound like we're hyping up the 49ers to be some like really good team because again, they're only two and two, but the 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 49ers ha- have allowed nine points per game again. Like I said earlier, they've allowed nine points per game defensively in their last three games, and the Panthers are averaging uh, a little over fifteen points a game on off. But that's with two defensive touchdowns, yeah, in those games. So, like, if we take away those fourteen points they scored thirty, they're scoring just over ten points per game on offense in the last three games. So, yeah. it, the the Panthers' offense is the equivalent of teams playing against the Forty ers yes. And so, like. It, it, when you compound the two together, it, the Panthers, are. what but, but I'm saying is the Panthers are going to score four and a half points. So I'm giving them <laughs> four and a half points. <laughs> I'm giving them a, a pretty fair shot saying they're going to score seven. <laughs> um, What does random the random number, number generator say, John? Uh are going to click it a few times and it says 18 for the Panthers and <laughs> 13 for the 49ers.
1: Oh, my God the 40 or the RNGs picking up Panthers miracle. Let's fucking go. I'd be happy to be wrong about this week.
0: Yeah, same.
1: But the RNGs also uh on a cold streak right now. Right. So. <laughs> fading fading the RNG right now.
0: Um the other thing to this though, where I saw I was starting to go this direction and I sidetracked myself. Um I don't understand why it's I guess the 49ers offense would be the reason it's down so low. But, like, the, the 49ers are favored by six and a half, which I guess is a pretty significant spread for a road team. What's funny to me is the over under is 39, which is, it's very weird seeing an over under in the 30s for an NFL game.
1: Yeah, that is weird. Hmm.
0: They're usually in, like, the mid to high. Four, I mean, but the games have been low scoring in general this year, but they're usually in, like, the mid to high 40s, sometimes in the 50s. A are th- over under of 39 in a sunny 75 degree day in october <laughs> speaking Says of a lot about the teams playing
1: yeah speaking of over or under just a fun little fact last week so i was feeling particularly fucking pessimistic and luckily well not unluckily i was feeling too pessimistic let me get let me tell you the bets that i made okay Oh, fuck off hey man so nice. no it's not not you this it just doesn't want to log in for some reason um oh come the fuck on, why won't you log in? What is going on here? <laughs> okay, well, let me see if I get okay so here's what I predict- this is what I bet for I bet the under on Baker Mayfield for passing yards. I bet the under on Christian McCaffrey for rushing yards. <laughs> I bet any time touchdown scorer on um, Hollywood Brown. Hit all four of those. Okay. The thing I didn't hit on was I bet the under on DJ Moore for yards. DJ Moore, unfortunately, went over on them. So I almost made $700 last week, and DJ Moore fucked me.
0: Just betting all... Was it a parlay?
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, just betting all anti panthers bets too.
1: Yeah, it was all anti panthers bets, and I just thought, well, DJ Moore hasn't caught has been hasn't been able to catch a fucking. How cold low was from his, Baker Mayfield?
0: How low was his over under? Because he only had fifty yards, forty yards. Pretty good. Yeah, we're approaching a point where Baker Mayfield's over under in passing yards in a game is going to be like a hundred. Like will <laughs> Baker Mayfield hit triple digits in passing
1: yards? <laughs> I want to say his under was like two hundred.
0: Yeah, I'm smashing that under all day long. If that's the yeah, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm doing that.
1: <laughs> I've watched way too many Panthers games where the quarterback throws for 150 yards. Fuck yeah, give me that.
0: <laughs> the only <laughs> way that he threatens that is if he throws a check down to, like, Christian McCaffrey, who runs 80 yards from that yeah.
1: point. That's how it's going to happen. LaVisca It's going to fuck some people over. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, anything else we want to touch on before we... Uh, we move on to what might be a miserable weekend?
0: No, I just I I hope that the people listening like find solace in the kind of like conversation about the Panthers in this kind of like uh gallows humor type of way cuz I I don't I want to be genuine and not Try to fluff the team up is like we're just we're right there, you know, like the Matt rule press conferences, like we're so close, we just gotta like stop losing games all the time, like we have for two years now. <laughs> we just gotta um, stop being bad at football. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're all we're all in this together. Um, like kudos to anyone sticking it out and still like consuming Panthers content right now because I know it's not fun to like it's like whenever something good happens, you want to go like scour the internet to like read every piece of news that's like hyping up your team that you can and right when things are this poor And then it's the opposite like the game ends and you just like turn your tv off and like don't think about the panthers for the next whatever seven times 24 hours is and uh so like kudos for listening to the show still and hopefully it brings you some uh brings everybody some solace and how bad of a season has been so far
1: if it makes any of you feel any better, as well, I live in Eagles country, so every day I have to come into work on Monday after the Panthers games, and they're like, "Oh, look at that! The Eagles are winning!" Oh, how'd the Panthers do this weekend? And I'm like, "Go fuck yourself, Joe!" Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. fuck yourself. Um, but yeah, I agree with John's with John's mindset on it. Like, we're just trying to have a good time, even though it's a bad time this year. Um, we hope that we all we're we do this to entertain you guys. We do this to have fun. So. It's a good time, regardless of how bad the Panthers are. And it's been a really long time since I've felt just this. uh, What's the word I'm looking for. Um, Apathetic. Yeah, apathetic. That's the exact word where I've just cared so little (laughs) about them. Um, I almost just didn't get on the show today, but, you know, it's fun. We're going to we have a good time. We have a good time talking, breaking stuff down. So thanks for tuning in and sticking with us with all this. Hopefully something positive will happen soon. And we can be happy again, like when the Panthers beat the Saints. So from all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast, this is Brian joined by John as always. Stay tuned, stay safe, stay healthy, and hopefully we'll catch you next week. See ya.